Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Red 5 standing by. I am Iron Man. I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hello there. Yes. I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. If you step out that door, you are an Avenger. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Superhero landing. She's gonna do a superhero landing. Wait for it! I could do this all day. And, uh, welcome back to another edition of Movie Punditry. Mr. Mr. Mahoney, how have you been? Um, it's pretty good up until last night. <laughs> yeah, really. I think I think most of us were good until last night, and when you know, I wouldn't say the world came crashing down, but for some people, eh, I, I'm still not sure how to talk about it. But I mean, I think as most of you have known, uh, Mr. Chadwick Boseman has passed away. He's left us. Um, and I think something that surprised and stunned everybody passed away from colon cancer at the very young age of 43. Um, you are much wiser and experienced than I am. What can you relate this to? In terms of what? Just like in your lifetime has something like this happened? I mean, outside of say, I'd say Kennedy, but that's different. Like that is the president. And say in terms of movie stars, musicians, what, what does this remind you of? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, I, I can think of a, of a couple of them. Um, that just seemed to really, really kind of hit hard, you know, people who, who died young, um, you know, like, like, I, I think the first thing, one that comes to mind is probably Belushi, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think he was, he was 33 when he died, but, you know, he was very much an, like Chadwick Boseman, he's very much an up and coming star, you know, he was very much had his future ahead of him, you know, it was a very different scene in that he was, you know, he was an alcoholic and he was a drug abuser. I mean, he, he figured into his own demise, Mm -hmm. you know, very severely as, as did a lot of people, um, you know, who died young, unfortunately, but, you know, I think this one's, you know, this one is, is tough mainly because I mean, you know, Chadwick Boseman was, you know, by all accounts, this dude is a superhero in real life. Yeah. And, you know, to to think that all these movies that we've come to know him through, you know, because I, I if I read right, he got diagnosed right before he started filming Marshall. Jeez. And, like, so there's, like, six movies or something that he's done while dealing with this and you know there's really not a bad one in the batch i mean 21 bridges is kind of 
mediocre, but you know, there's some, I mean, there's some really good work in here, you know, and you and I have, have talked in discussion about black Panther as a movie, mm-hmm. but I think, I think it's cultural significance, you know, far outweighs its cinematic ex- significance. And, um, and our- one thing with Black Panther too is we have never critiqued anyone's performance in the movie. The no, problem never. Is, is with the script in certain areas. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, the performances were all fantastic. Yeah, we always said it. Everybody knew that they had to bring it on this film, and they did. Yeah, and I and I think I mean, but even even films like you know his. You know, he was only a little bit in The Five Bloods, and we talked a lot about The Five Bloods. He was only, you know, but but him in 42, him in Get On Out, Get On Up, him in Marshall. I mean, this guy's done some powerhouse performances. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and has not succumbed to, you know, some of the downside that people in Hollywood can succumb to as far as I know. You know, um, he's been a pretty straight up guy. He's been, you know, very supportive of the arts. He's been very supportive of young people. Um, he's done, you know, powerful performances in movies, and he was an inspiration to a lot of people. I I recorded something really quick last night, and I talked about how I didn't want his life to be, you know, centered around Black Panther. But it's, I think that is his lasting legacy. The other thing I thought about was that this dude was really, really smart about the roles he picked and the cultural impact that these roles would have. And I think about what you said, like, you know, from all accounts, he's a stand-up guy. I looked, and I wasn't looking intentionally to see if someone had something bad to say about him. But all I saw was like heartfelt story after story about this guy. Like this guy cared. Like this is one of the legitimate good guys. And we wouldn't be movie punditry if I didn't sneak a DC reference in there. You think I think about what Bruce says in Justice League, you know, how many good guys, how many stay that way? Hollywood is a monster, man. That place takes people, spits them up, chews them out, and they don't look or seem anything like they did when they got there. And like this is by all accounts a guy that kept his soul intact and remained good throughout all of this. And, you know, the first thing I tweeted out was like, yo, this hurts. Like, I'm not one to really get hung up on celebrity death, and I don't say that in an insensitive way, but Try to just you know like, consume their 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 work of works of art to leave it at that, but this hurt because for me he he set something off for black people and people of color in the superhero genre at the end of the day. And I've said this before, those are the films, those are the books, the TV shows that I care about more than any other. And I know Robert Townsend did a great job with Meteor Man. And Wesley Snipes did a good job with Blade. But this was a big budget blockbuster film 
that delivered on all fronts, financially and critically. And it is, he is the title character. He is the, the guy with the superhero moment. Granted, I know I've said, I wish there was a few more of them, but you think about, if you look at it from a whole, he was badass in Civil War. He did a really good job in Black Panther. And he, I wish there was more of him in Infinity War. And that scene in Endgame is legendary. It is legendary. When those portals open up and he is one of the first people to walk through and screaming, he Bombay. Man, that just, it did something for my soul. And, you know, Marvel was completely on board with this. When he accepts this role of Black Panther, you know, it's right around a little after that, Ta-Nehisi Coates picks up, you know, he starts writing Black Panther. And Marvel starts putting a much bigger emphasis on their characters of color. If Black Panther isn't as successful as it is, I don't know that we're getting the continued push we, we're getting today. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say we do, but I don't know if it's to the extent that we're getting it. We're not getting Shang-Chi if this movie doesn't isn't as successful. And a lot of that, granted, you, I don't want to do the whole cast of their thing, but he is, you know, the the titular character. Yeah, this one's a hard one, man. It really is. Yeah, I know. I'd also suggest that maybe we don't get Watchmen without Black Panther. I I think you're hundred percent correct. I think you're hundred percent correct. You know, and and to to think that you know the the importance of that film and that character in the culture um, to see for young black people to see a hero that way. I mean, yeah, and you know, you called out Meteor, Meteor Man and and Blade, and but Meteor Man was a spoof, basically. Yeah. You know, as much heart as it had and as much earnestness as it has, if you really look at it, it was also, it was a comedy. And, you know, Blade's not a good dude. No, he's an anti-hero. Yeah. You know, T'Challa is really the first, you know, positive black superhero that we've seen in film. And, you know, that's a big deal. And I don't envy, you know, you and the millions of other parents of young black children who have to explain to their kids what happened. Um, you know, knowing the, knowing what this hero has meant to them. That's why my wife asked, she's like, are you going to say something? I was like, I'm not saying a word. I was like, I've, got, I've already got enough tough, a tough enough time explaining to this kid who's five, why he has to wear a mask, what Corona is, why he can't go to the playground. And my son loves Black Panther. He was watching Black Panther today in a Black Panther t-shirt, running around the house screaming to Chala. I was like, there is no way I'm going to shatter that boy's world. My coworker, same thing. He was like, the other day that he was about to leave the house, 
And his son asked him, hey, can you wear the Black Panther mask and we play a little bit before we go to work? He said, I'm not going to break my son's heart that way. And I think I'm going to remind his teachers, like, look, these are five-year-old children. For, for a lot of these kids, this is their Santa Claus. This, this is not what he needs right now. I'm a grown man, and I've been texting back and forth with friends all day, other, other black men. And there are men legitimately crying. I can't lie. I cried a couple times. And I know some people say, like, oh, my God, it's just a move. No, no, no. This is this is bigger than that. This is something that black people have wanted for years. Like, when we talk about equality, it is equality in everything. Give people opportunities. I hope Shang-Chi does well. So Asian kids all over the world have someone other to look to than uh, and even though Shang-Chi isn't going to be martial arts based, but give them a, a superhero. I hope, and we'll get to Wonder Woman a little later, I hope Wonder Woman 84 makes all the money in the world. So young women across the world have someone to look up to. It's representation and it it does so much. Um, one thing I, I, I tend to say is when you are, and when you exclude people, that hurts everybody. Bring in other cultures, bring in other ethnic groups and, and races and see what they have to offer, see what they bring to the table. And we all benefit. Everybody benefited from Black Panther. Everybody. Because Ryan Coogler, for the most part, brought in uh, a largely minority and, you know, uh, other work, employees of different genders. You get different viewpoints. You get different ways of doing things. And I think that is the legacy this man is going to leave behind. And not to mention, he's a damn good actor. <sighs> he's a damn good actor. And it, uh, like I'm looking like at my wall of Funko Pops and and toys and I and is coincidentally he's at the top, you know, and he was he didn't just just get there today he's been there, and standing next to him is my Luke Cage Funko Pop, my Cyborg and my Okoye, and the, these are things I didn't have growing up, you know. I had a Winston, that is it. The only black toy that I had was Winston. And I'm forever, and I also say so. I'm forever grateful for things like guys like Ernie Hudson. You know what he had to go through, but I'm glad we had Mr. Bolswick for the time that we did. Mr. Bolswick for the time we did. You know, I'm not sure we get how much how. How long after Black Panther came out did uh, Into the Spider-Verse come? Um, I don't I don't remember exactly. I'd have to look it up. That was 2018. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was December, pretty far. December of, December of 2018. Black Panther was 16, right? Or no, 17. No, Black Panther was two. It was February two thousand eighteen, right? Okay. Yeah, so yeah. they were in the same year. Okay. 
Yeah, man. It's a tough so, one. So, so the question, and, and, you know, obviously this is way too early to really seriously look for answers, but, you know, where does, where does Disney go from here? Because I think this is too important a character to just walk away from. Both, you know, uh, let's be honest, financially, but also culturally. You know, this this character fills a niche that I think even the most cynical, you know, executive at Disney realizes needs to be filled. So where do they go from here? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like I, I, mean, I, mean I, I, think you, I think you've got, you know, you've got two choices, really. Either you recast it, which is going to be hard to do. Or you you take the character, you know, you take the the Black Panther mantle and put it on another character that's already that we already have. I, I haven't even let my mind get there. Um, I want to get the executive's name right because this this was talked about to a certain extent. Wish we had some like elevator music. I mean, I think uh, if I recall correctly, there was one run in the comics where where Shuri was acting as the Black Panther. Uh, okay, so Nate Moore, I remember he had said, and just like in the comics, this is a mantle that gets passed down. And when the time came, comes, came, they would most likely handle it in the same way. And I think that's that's all you can do. I don't think you recast the character. I think, I mean, just like in the movie, there is a path to the throne. It's available for anyone. But the problem becomes I think it'd then, be a disturb- yeah. The problem becomes then what you know? How do you you know? They have to explain. Why T'Challa's not in the movie, story-wise, um, which becomes difficult. You know, it's another Carrie Fisher situation, and you know, and then yeah, and then they need to. I, I agree with you. I think they need to move the mantle to a different character, whether it's Shuri, whether it's Mbaku, whether it's I don't know. I think it's really got to be one of those two. Yeah. I don't know, that's a tough one. It's crazy because I, I watch uh, The Five Bloods again and I really enjoy his scenes, man. Especially that scene where he's like, he's forgiven Paul for for what he did. Oh, that was, yeah, that was so, so powerful. Oof, yeah, I, I got to get off this topic. Um, All right. DC Fandom. DC it, it sounded fandom. good. It, it looked, looked good. good. It felt good. But I think it's vaporware. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, that Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman trailer looked pretty real to me. Um, okay, no, no. All looked, right, so I think they made a lot of promises, and I'm I not know. sure if they can keep they're going to keep all these promises. First off, that event was supposed to be a 24-hour continuously running event. 72 hours before that thing goes off, 
Oh, nope, this is a two-day event. Okay, cool, I understand. What I'm starting to come away with is the people, the people at Time Warner, WB, AT&T, whatever the company is now, care about DC properties. I don't think they actually care about DC. Um, there was some mention of comics. They talked about bringing back Milestone comics. If those don't know, those it's mostly like these black characters. And they said they're going to revive it. That's where you get, like, Static Shock, um, some Black Lightning, which is good. I liked it. They talked about they're going to try to work on a Black Lightning, I mean, a Static Shock movie. Great. Incredible. Where I don't know if they're going to be able to follow through is the talk of this Flashpoint Paradox. Um, If you haven't read it in the comic books, Flashpoint Paradox is what jumped off DC's New 52. Every few years, both companies, Marvel and DC, set out to reinvent themselves and shake up the universe. With DC, they realize that their characters have gone so far from their starting points that a lot of people, new readers, would be lost if they tried to jump in. So by having the Flash go back in time, try to stop his mother from being killed, and come back to his time, he screwed it all up. Like any time travel movie, he screwed it all up. So when he gets back, what you have is instead of Thomas and Martha Wayne dying in the alleyway, Bruce and Martha were killed and Thomas becomes Batman. You have Aquaman and Wonder Woman going to war with one another. You have Superman who's been kept in a Cadmus lab, is skinny and shriveled up because he's never had any exposure to the sun. It was all crazy. So what Flash and Thomas Wayne set out to do is put things back in order. And when they finally put things back in order, all these characters are essentially back at their origin stories. Apparently, this is what what Ezra Miller has always wanted his Flash movie to be. This is what he's trying to get. Ben Affleck says he's on board. Michael Keaton says he's on board. Mike, how much faith do you have that we get this thing? I don't know. I think a lot is going to depend. I, I think DC is seeing a bit of a resurgence right now, you know? And I think a lot of it's going to depend on how popular, you know, what Wonder Woman does whenever it finally hits the theaters. Um, I think they've gotten, if it's possible, more reaction than they could have possibly hoped for, for Zack Snyder's Justice League and what we've seen of that. And I think that they are... You know, I think they're really kind of kind of on a resurgence in terms of, you know, breaking away from the idea that we're chasing Marvel, breaking away from the idea that, you know, we can we can do the DCEU and then we can do other stuff because we're the multiverse company and we can do whatever, you know, we can we can have. You know, we can have the DCEU Batman alongside with the Batman Batman, and it's perfectly fine, you know, and there doesn't have to be a connection to everything. There doesn't have to be continuity to everything. There doesn't have to be, everything doesn't have to be interlocked, and we can tell multiple stories at the same time, and it's going to be fine. And I think, I think as long as they keep going down that road, I think, I think they're going to be off, they're fine. And I think, yeah, I think we are going to see this flashpoint. Because there seems to be a lot of buzz about it. 
Is Ben completely on board? I believe he is, yeah. Is Michael Keaton completely on board? Michael Keaton will go where the paycheck is, and he'll do an amazing job. (laughs) All right. If that is the case, okay, cool. I'm I'm with it. Everything sounds good on paper. Like, all right, I know Wonder Woman's coming, and I think we're going to get a really good Wonder Woman movie. The trailer was dope. Do I know completely what's going on in this film? Nope. But I'm with it. They said Aquaman is going to be a bit more serious. I'm not personally a fan of that, but if that's the way they want to go, cool. Because that movie is a really good movie with if you just tighten up the middle act. But I trust James Wan right now. Um, the thing that I'm most concerned about is the Zack Snyder um, Justice League. Because here's my fear. That it gets some acclaim and the fans love it. And then they give this man another movie to do. I think they're in a good place if they just let this dude finish this thing off and say, okay, you can see your way out now. Uh, Well, I mean, that's fine, but has, you know, has he really let us down? I mean, yeah, okay, BVS is terrible, but Man of Steel's not. But remember who the executive producer was on Man of Steel? I think if you tell me you're going to let Zack Snyder do Man of Steel 2, but you're going to have Chris Nolan reining him in, I'm cool with it. But if you're just telling me you're going to let Zack Snyder go full Zack Snyder, no, 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 we can't do that. Because as much as we say the Ultimate Edition is a better version of BVS, it's still not a good movie. It's coherent. But it's not good. Like, you know what I really want? I want, like, 10 years from now, we get some, like, 30 for 30 Last Dance style documentary on what was going on between Men of Steel and Justice League. Like, I want to know everything. Who made certain decisions? Who was in charge of editing? And why we got the situation we got? Because I'm convinced that there was just something horribly wrong with leadership over there. Well, there was, and I think I think you're going to see when this miniseries, which is really what it is, comes out. Um, you know, you're going to see what it's like when you know they take the gloves off and let the let the creators do the creating, and I I think that's a good thing. You know, if this if this film turns out to be you know this miniseries, whatever it's going to be, turns out to be as good. And as popular as it seems to be going, I think DC will move in a direction of allowing people to do what they do. And they certainly seem to be a lot of positive stuff coming out of the Suicide Squad 2 camp and that they're basically letting James Gunn be James Gunn. And, you know, maybe they've learned their lesson. You know, they certainly had their shakeups at the top. They've certainly had a lot of bad press lately about abusive uh oh yeah you know the abusive um culture over there and you know maybe they've learned a lesson and maybe it's going to be a situation where they're going to let creators be creators and they're going to take a more you know 
more kind of hands-off approach to to these films. Do you think Ray Fisher has just ended his movie career? Oh, absolutely. I hate to say it, but you know, I mean, you know, this this guy ain't the Rock, you know, so he doesn't have a lot of weight, and I I think unless you know unless they decide they're going to let Zack Snyder do something else with him, with that character. Um, you know, I think, you know, certainly Josh Wheaton's probably done over at Warner and at least with, with these kind of movies, um, you know, it's, it's tough to say. I mean, there weren't a lot of people jumping on, on the Ray Fisher bandwagon, so it's tough to say how it's going to turn out. I really hope he doesn't get blackballed. I really don't. Because if more people don't speak up, we don't get changed. But every time somebody speaks up, it's career suicide. Nothing changes. Um, and I and it sucks as much as I don't want Zack Snyder to get any other projects. I think his best shot at getting something else is a Zack Snyder project. Probably, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so you I mean, they, board- they they certainly seem to be featuring him more in this story. Yeah. In the expanded, the expanded version of the story. So, and, and I believe very, very much that this is going to be, you know, they've made it really clear that, you know, there, there will not be a frame of film that Zack Snyder did not shoot himself in this, which means everything that Joss Whedon did is out completely. That's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I mean, and and even, even, you know, I think even the song that they chose for the trailer. Yeah, that was a shot. Yeah, it was definitely a shot because, you know, the, the, you know, Hallelujah is a song about, about an artist struggling to write a song, about a songwriter struggling to write a song for God and not being able to complete it the way he, he imagines it. And if that's not if that's if that's not the story of this movie, I don't know what is, you know. And even if you if you watch the trailer and you listen to the words as they're being spoken or being sung, as to what he's putting on the screen with each word, it's it's there was nothing by accident in this. What do you think Josh Whedon's up to? What do you think he was doing during DC Fandom? Think he was watching it? <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably hate watching it with <laughs> a bottle of whiskey next to him. Um, so let's talk about the guy who is the DC. Uh, you know what do you call it? A wrestler? The franchise, even though it technically shouldn't be the franchise. The Batman. What did you think about this trailer? I liked it. Um, I mean. I think it's an you know it's a it's an interesting take on the character. I'm glad it's not an origin story. Um, yeah, it's, but it's like a sophomore year story. Yeah, well, that's what it is. It's year two. So as much as I appreciate, you know the the Ben Affleck version of Batman. That's the old, bitter, broken down, twenty year veteran. The best version, right? 
but but also this idea of a guy who hasn't hasn't figured out how to beat Batman yet. I mean, wasn't that wasn't that a bail? Yeah, yeah but, he got but it pretty quick. He got it really quick, and that's the problem. Is like he was kind of into it by the end of the first movie. He had it all figured out. Yeah. You know, this this idea of a guy who, you know, he's trying to do it. He's you know he's kind of made his way a little bit, but he's still making mistakes. He's still, you know, overcompensating at times. Um, you know, I like that. I like the idea that it's. Um, I like the idea that it's a, uh, a it's a detective story that he's actually got a mystery that he's solving. I like that too. Um, I like, you know, I think it's going to be interesting, this idea that we got a Bruce Wayne that's not kind of the suave debonair, you know. He has to figure together. out that he has to be that guy as well. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He hasn't gotten to that point yet. Um, you know, I, I, it's it could be interesting. and but I, but I really like the idea. The thing that attracts me most is that it's a detective story, that it's really... Okay, we need to figure out what's what the Riddler's doing. We need to figure out what's going on. Um, you know, and the talent in this film is just pretty ridiculous. I mean, you know, Paul Dano and Colin Farrell, and um, you know, I mean, it's this is just this is just uh, Jeffrey uh, Wright, uh, our boy Wright, Bernard, yeah, who's amazing. You know, it's like you know Jeffrey and and Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. You know, was doing a Zoom interview or something, and he said, "You know, like he literally was like walked on set, and Colin Farrell was there, made up as as Oswald, and he didn't even recognize him. Like he didn't even realize it was him." I've seen those pictures, and I'm like, "That's not Colin Farrell." Yeah, exactly. Like I can't even see Colin Farrell in that. I I didn't. Um, and and I know the tone of my voice. Don't ask questions. Might not have conveyed it. I love this trailer. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Batman is my favorite. Yeah. It's kind of 1A right now to Captain America. And that's only because DC writing it wrong lately, but it's dope. It is it's dope. Um there was a Batman book called Year One. And it was sorta of in the vein of this. Of like like you said, I haven't got it all together. The suit is primitive. I don't have a million and one fancy gadgets. I don't know who's going to build this. I have to build everything myself. I don't have a Lucius Fox yet. This is all me and Alfred. And we're scrapping stuff together because I'm still not sure how to funnel the money from Wayne Enterprises into this crime fighting operation that I'm doing. And what sold me was when he channeled his Kevin Conroy Batman and asked him, who are you? And he said, I am vengeance and proceeded to mercilessly just beat the brains out of that guy. Like, this is a dude that's on edge. And there's a book called All-Star Batman. And it's a retelling of how he got Robin. And in this book, he is just beating the living daylights out of guys. And he's admitting to himself, like, I like this. this I, I enjoy hurting these people. And that's what it looked like to me. One thing I really love with these films, and I can't wait till it's done, and for Matt Reeves to talk about, you know, what books really 
guided him or what books did he really was he really into that helped him develop this version of Batman um the only thing I will say is to I wish they just would give Henry Cavill and Superman the same uh, love and care that they do over there because we didn't get a word about this dude at the fandom and this is a guy that wants to play this character looks like he was born to play this character and it seems like it's just DC's just leaving him out in the cold. Uh, I remember those reports a few months ago talking about they're going to use him in a Hulk role, but none of that's been confirmed. And I just hope we get more of it. Um, also, are you convinced we're getting Black Adam? I'm convinced The Rock is convinced we're getting Black Adam. Oh, man. I would have been better off not seeing anything and seeing that that nonsense they showed us, like you could have gave me that voiceover and just do a, a a Black Adam logo on the screen instead of giving me that CGI stuff. Yeah, exactly. That that movie might just derail this whole DC multiverse thing again. I, I think it might be best interest in both parties if they just. Cut their losses and and move on from one another. I, he's has there been any movie where he hasn't been himself? No, he hasn't. He hasn't done a movie where he hasn't been The Rock. You know, he hasn't been Dwayne Johnson in forever. He's just you know the same character just moving through different worlds. Um. And and I mean I like some of those variations of those characters. It's fine, you know. Uh, I like you know I like Luke Hobbs. He's a fun character. Um, I even like Doctor Smolder Brainstone, Bravestone or whatever his name is in the Jumanji movies. But I mean it's all it's all the Rock, so I, I don't know that he can really take this on and and really transform this role into anything. I'm not sure he's read a Black Adam comic or even understands who Black Adam is. Like, as I listen to him talk about him, I'm like, yo, this dude is an Egyptian, what he was considered an Egyptian god. And you're up there talking in your regular old Dwayne Johnson voice when you're trying to be his character. And now you're trying to turn him from an anti villain to an anti hero because you don't want to be a portray a bad guy. And it's just like, who is signing off on this? It, it is funny because. Between him, John Cena, and Batista, if we're going to start ranking these guys as actors, I think he's coming in third. I think back to Batista in uh, that short scene he had in Blade Runner, was it 2040? Yeah. 2077? 2049, yeah. Batista can act. Batista can legitimately act. Meanwhile, The Rock is just cutting WWE promos in movies. I don't know. I don't think this is going to end well. No, I don't. I I agree with you 100. I I don't think he's got it. I mean, even Cena is coming up and doing some good stuff. Yeah. And you know, so we'll have to we'll have to see how this whole thing works out. Uh, thoughts on Wonder Woman 84? Well, I I like the trailer. Um, I still don't understand 
you know, how they're doing, how they're bringing Steve back. I'm still trying to figure that one out, but this is what we got to wait for. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I liked some of the stuff that I saw in the trailer. It seems to be interesting. It seems to be they're playing to, you know, what the strengths of the character were. It doesn't look as over the top as the first film was. Uh, when it got to that third act, hopefully they learned a little bit and they learned how to tighten it up and, you know, keep the same tone throughout the whole film. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. What else was there? Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Hey, as soon as I saw Sinbad, I was like, I'm on board. Uh, was it? <laughs> I understood why people liked the first one. It was a competent movie. I, it wasn't really for me, but I get why people liked it. Um, I, I'll say this. Of all their franchises right now, I think that one is the one that is... Like, they know what they're doing over there. Like, they know what they have. We're not trying to, you know, go too far out of the box. This is what we are. And we, we just keep doing it. I think they have a good sense of their self over there. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And I think... You know, I think that should be their in into Black Adam. Yes. Um, 100% is, yes. Is a Shazam movie or, you know, fine, it's a Black Adam movie. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, because those, those two those two guys naturally go together. I mean, that's, you know, those that's the arch nemesis right there. So why are you doing a standalone Black Adam movie when you already have, uh, at that point, two successful, hopefully, Shazam movies? Because Dwayne Johnson doesn't want to admit that he has to take an L and just walk away from this. Yeah, it'll be like one of these deals like it was with Fast and Furious where he like can't lose a fight. Exactly. You know who should be playing um, Black Adam? The guy that played Doctor Doom in Josh Trank's uh, Fantastic Four. Or, um... What's the guy? Wasn't that dude white? Looked a little Middle Eastern to me, but... If he is, I'm wrong. Let's go with somebody Middle Eastern. Heck, go get the guy from Scorpion King. Like, when I think of Black Adam, that's what I think of. He's a bad guy. I don't, this is, I don't understand. And, and this dude is just so picky with his roles. And you know what's funny? He's become the Hulk Hogan of movies. I can't lose. I can't be a bad guy. Man, he's 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 gonna derail this thing. He is really gonna derail this thing. Yeah. So speaking of off the rails, the uh, reviews are in for New Mutants, and apparently, I, um, it, it's a movie. <laughs> it's gonna run down. <laughs> <laughs> There's dialogue. That's, that's, that's about the best thing I've heard about it. Wow. And once that director came out, started talking that stuff about not seeing race and, and some racism in Brazil and yeah, stuff about the character. I was like, yeah. Not the, it's like, read the room, Josh. That is just not the stuff to say right now. What else has that dude done to get new mutants? Well, uh, let, let's, let's be clear. Getting new mutants, you know, new mutants is not a get. Well, seriously, the thing, I read the article, how that movie came to be, and there were tons of rewrites. And everybody that came in and rewrote it, that tried to help this guy, yeah, they were like, we don't want to be credited on this. Yeah, exactly. 
He did. He's done like he's done like some like these young adult romance movies. Yeah. Um, he did like the Vault in Our Stars. He did Stuck in Love. He's done you know the Pretenders, like stuff like that. So I think they were trying to pull that vibe in with like all these young people, and you know from what I heard, from what the reviews are saying, like they like shoehorn this love story into this teen love story into it that just doesn't even belong in the movie. Um, like the movie can't decide what it is. It can't decide is it a, like a young adult film? Is it a horror film? Is it an action film? Like because it has elements of all of this in it, but it can't yeah. decide. It can't pick a lane. Um, it's it's from from the the three or four reviews that I've read. It's a bit of a mess. So, in his original script, Storm was the warden of the jail. Dead Storm theory. like Storm like Aurora Monroe Storm. The Storm as in I got white hair and I'm lighting up the skies with lightning. Storm as in Black Panther's wife. Yes, sir. <laughs> was the warden of the jail. Wow. And uh, Kingberg had to step in and, and just be like, no. No. But apparently, once Dark Phoenix flopped, he kind of felt like, I can do whatever I want. Which is why all those writers kept getting brought in to be like, no, we have to punch this up. And they said he kept turning them down. And it's just, it was a mess. I'm gonna yeah, eventually this, watch it when it comes out because I got to see if this is worse than Fantastic Four. I, yeah, exactly. Like this should be a movie that they should have just dumped on Stars or something. Hulu and, uh, with ads. <laughs> Jeez, exactly. Um, and then there's you know, and then there's Tenant, which is getting fairly positive reviews. Um, yeah. I'm hearing Even folks are confused. Very confused, yeah. Um, but I think there's a bigger. I think there's a bigger thing with this. Is you know Christopher Nolan is being very, very possessive about how this film is shown and how people go to see this sh- this film. Um, like he will not allow it. Supposedly, it's him who's not allowing it to be shown, even in drive-ins in areas where movie theaters are not open. Like if it's Why? not showing, if like if it's not showing in a drive-in in a movie theater in your area, it can't be shown in a drive-in. Um, which is like people from like, you know, Calif- Southern California are driving to like Arizona to go see it in a drive-in. Um, and I, I gotta say, man, it's, you know, to, to be f- trying to push people into movie theaters it's kind of irresponsible, I think. You know, it's one thing if people want to go to a movie theater, that's fine. But to cut them off and say, you know, no, you, this has to be in a the movie theater. Then, then put push the movie back to next year, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I understand your artistic vision and everything, and I understand you want your movie to be seen the way you want your movie to be seen, and that's all fine. But dude, there's a pandemic going on, and people don't want to be sitting in a room you know, breathe in the same air as 75 other strangers right now. Yep. I, I don't care how good the freaking sound effects are. I don't care about your multiple aspect ratios, you know? THX. Yeah, exactly. I'll sit in my car with my air conditioning on and watch it, or I'll sit in my house and watch it. You know, I, I it's just, at some point, it's like, how out of touch with reality are you? 
I think he's very out of touch because this this still shouldn't this shouldn't be out. It it I'm I'm not going to see it, man. Especially when we got numbers jumping up in our area too. Nobody. So what? No, I mean, it, well, it's I mean, it's playing near us, but I'm not going to go see it right now. How far away? It's playing in Milford. No, nah, I, I mean not that. not now, but it, it's opening in next week in Milford. Nah, nope, 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 nope. I, I'm telling you, man. What when does Mulan come out? Next week? Two weeks from now? Uh, September ninth. This thing does well. You're gonna see a whole bunch of plus thirty dollar options on Disney Plus. I keep. I know everything says only in theaters, only in theaters. Yeah. Okay. And on, and I think you'll see it on other networks too. I think you'll you'll yeah. see it on HBO Max. You know, I think you'll see. I think you. I think you'll see this kind of this version of premium uh, streaming is going to become popular if this takes off. Because this folks, this thing ain't going nowhere. I have. I've been on Twitter enough and seen enough people partying and standing in line close to each other. This thing is not going anywhere. So, uh, yeah, y'all going to be sitting home right with me watching Black Widow in a couple months. Yeah, which, I mean, you know, begs the question. I mean, Wonder Woman's opening in a month. That will not be opening up either. I just turned the TV on. There's a football game on, a college football game. Nope. We'll be watching that on uh, HBO Max as well. Were there any fans? There were fans. And this is this was like a Division II football game. This is insane, man. And, and this is, has nothing to do with politics, man. It's just a pandemic. Like, don't, don't go outside and breathe each other's face and you won't get sick. I'm not sure how much more clear people can make it. Um, did you watch the the trailers for the two games? For for what? For Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. No, I didn't. I am very much interested in the Gotham Knights game. Um, you know the Court of Owls story? Uh, vaguely. So. The trailer starts off, Batman is sent out the cold black to Batgirl, Barbara Gordon's version, Red Hood, and Tim Drake's Nightwing. I mean, Nightwing and Tim Drake's Robin. And he was like, you know, you're getting this message, I'm dead. The cave's been destroyed. You four have to protect Gotham. And he's like, I've left you the Belfry. So they come together. You, you're, you can switch between anyone on the fly or play the game co-op. And you'll be fighting the Court of Owls, which the story is it's from this families that have been in Gotham for hundreds of years, and they pretty much control, they're like this Illuminati organization, they control everything. And um, you've got to take them, just take them out. The engine looks to be based off the Arkham stuff, but it's not set in the Arkham universe. Um, it looks really, really good. Uh, it's got a release date of 2021. 
the Suicide Squad game, which is done by Rocksteady, who did uh, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight. They said that game is still set within the Arkham universe, but it's taking place in Metropolis, and you'll be controlling Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and King Shark. And, you know, they're, they're just shooting stuff up. And you see Amanda Waller say, look, you guys have an impossible mission. And you see Superman come out of the sky. He grabs a pilot out of an airplane and kills him. We're not getting that game till 2022. But it wasn't actual gameplay. It was just a trailer. So I don't even know what this thing is going to be. Um, the other thing is, though, in the Arkham universe, Batman is dead. So I'm not sure how that game is going to work. But the Gotham Knight one looks, looks more promising of, of the two. So it's funny, like now that like we've talked about it, the only thing I really have questions about is this Flash movie and I have no faith in Black Adam. Everything else, they were hitting on all cylinders. Are we is Marvel giving us anything like this? Just something anytime soon? Um, not that I'm aware of. But the the other thing that I wanna that I would bring up that looks like another like home run is uh, the Gotham PD show, which Matt Roos, which is set in the same universe as the Batman and is going to be kind of the year one thing. Did you, did you see, did you read any information about that? I just saw him talk about it a little bit. Um, but I was like, wasn't really paying full attention. I'm like, just get to the trailer. Yeah. Or so this is, I mean, this is, this is going to be the show that Gotham was supposed to be. Um, yeah. And I think Jeffrey mention? Wright is. I think Jeffrey Wright is is going to be in it. He's going to be the lead in it. And it basically is like, you know, it's it's kind of the year one Batman story, and it's mainly about this, you know, the corrupt Gotham City Police Department, um, you know, the commissioner before Gordon and and all that, and Gordon up and coming and trying to deal with all this. And it looks, you know, from what from what they're saying about it, it's really going to be pretty interesting. Are we getting Renee Montoya? What's that? Are we going to get a proper Renee Montoya? Maybe. I hope so. That's one thing I appreciate about that um that animated series from the '90s. That was to me the best version of Batman. You got a complete realized Gotham City. You got the entire Bat family and really good storytelling. So I, that's what I'd like to see from the Scotland PD show. Um, anything else before we wrap it up? Um, no, I think that's that's probably about it. Oh, um, but just 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 coming up is also which I am super super excited about is and the one thing that will get me in a theater is you know they're going to be start releasing stuff on Dune. Um. And I know it's hype from the actors, but a lot of these guys are saying like this this movie is going to be a game changer, and I am so so excited to see the trailer, which is supposed to be out I think in two weeks. Uh, so I think you'll be watching you'll be watching that on a streamer service too. Maybe. Uh, I bet you a Dunkin' Donuts coffee will be watching that on streaming service. I mean, I don't know. You know, movies are movies are coming out. So, and this is this is December. 
You know, there's a lot of big movies in December that are not gonna they're not gonna sit down well in, on a streaming service. So we'll the flu's coming them. around in December too. What is the flu? Yeah, the flu. The flu comes around every December, and and it's hard to tell the difference between the flu and COVID. One person coughs in a the movie theater, everybody's gonna lose their mind. <laughs> they're gonna be kicking people out just for sneezing. Uh, folks, uh, thank you for listening to Movie Punditry. Um, life's short. You you got somebody you need to forgive or you want to talk to, bury the hatchet, give them a call. Love somebody, give them a hug. Send a text message, do something. Anything before we get out, Mike? No, I think you've said it very well. Peace. Rest in peace, Mr. Bowlesman. Take care.